Welcome to installment 306 of Sefer Mitzvahs from the Rambam. In today's portion, we will continue our discussion of Positive Commandment 246, the commandment regulating the settlement of all financial disputes, the law of Tayein Venitin. The Rambam tells us that this commandment includes all cases where there are different claims and counterclaims between people over financial disagreements. Whether they agree about certain things or contradict each other, all handling of such disagreements comes under the purview of this commandment. It is discussed in the Chumash in a very limited context, in the book of Exodus, chapter 22, verse 8. As the verse states, I'll call Dvar Pesha, but with any case of suspected dishonesty, and the Pasuk concludes, Asher Marki that the person under suspicion claims that this is it. What does he mean by saying this is it? The Rambam quotes the Mechilta, which explains this person is partially agreeing to the claim against him. The defendant admits partially to the claimant's financial dispute with him. For example, Reuben claims that Shimon has borrowed $100. And Shimon says, not 100 but I've borrowed 50 In such a case, he is called in partial disagreement. He has said, Ki This is it. This is what I owe you. I owe you only 50 And I do not owe you the rest. The law is in such a case, as the Rambam explains in his legal code, that the person, the defendant, must take an oath of biblical origin, the very extreme oath, serious oath of holding a Sefer Torah, a Torah scroll in his hand, and swearing that he did not take any more than this $50. This is one of the three biblical oaths required by the Torah, as we have discussed in previous shiurim. Many steps are taken by the judges to ensure that unnecessary or false oaths are not taken and to clarify the legal issue at hand. For example, let's say Reuben claims that Shimon, you have, you have borrowed money from me. And Shimon answers him, I don't owe you a penny. Before he takes an oath, the judges ask Shimon to clearly explain what he is saying. What do you mean you don't owe him any money? The reason is that Ambam explains that perhaps he thinks he doesn't owe money, but in reality, according to Jewish law, he does. Let's say Reuven lent Shimon $100, and then Shimon gives a gift to Reuven worth $100. Shimon might think that he no longer owes any money. He has given a gift to Reuven, and now he no longer owes him anything. However, according to Jewish law, the gift is independent. If Shimon means this gift to be repayment, he must say so. If he says it is a gift, then it is not considered repayment, and he still owes Reuven the original hundred dollars. Therefore, when Shimon says, I don't owe you anything, the judges ask him, what do you mean you don't owe him? Does you mean that you have borrowed but paid him back? When did you pay him back? They therefore could clarify the issue at hand and perhaps prevent an unnecessary oath. Let's say it is a Talmud Chacham, a Torah scholar who is being forced to swear. He would know if something has been done which is not according to the law. Maybe then he can claim that he does not owe money. The Ramam says, even so, we tell the Torah scholar, the Talmud Chacham, what do you have to lose from making clear your statements? Clarify exactly what was done, and we will make the legal determination whether you are responsible to pay or not. 
This and other details of this law are described in the third chapter of Baba Kama, the first and eighth chapters of Baba Metziah, and chapters 5 through 7 of Shavuos, as well as throughout the Talmud. The Talmud states that the study of these financial laws sharpens a, person in, a person's intellect, and one that desires to become sharp and intelligent should study these monetary laws. However, we see the wisdom of our sages, not only in monetary cases, but in any legal case which came before them for adjudication. And even in the simplest, seemingly simplest question, their wisdom becomes evident. The story is told of the Brisker Rav, who once was on Erev Shabbos on Friday, had a little girl come to his house with a chicken. And the girl explained that her mother was not sure if the chicken was kosher or not. And therefore, as was common in those days, the chicken was brought to the rabbi to determine whether the irregularity seen in the internal organs of the chicken rendered it non-kosher or not. The Rav looked over the chicken, and upon investigation found everything to be totally normal. And he said, take this chicken back to your mother and tell her it's kosher. And the girl went back to her mother. However, as she was about to leave, the brisker realized that perhaps he should ask something else. And he said, "Go when you go back to your mother, ask her whether this is the right chicken. She did so, and it turned out that the girl had brought the wrong one, and she brought back the correct chicken, and upon investigation it was determined to be non-kosher. When they asked the Briskarov later, how did he realize this? How did he know to ask? And he said it was quite simple. Who would ask me a, a question about a chicken which was totally regular and totally normal? I deduced from this that such a, a perfect chicken was brought to me that there must have been the wrong one brought and therefore I assumed that another one must be the one under question. So too we see in, the, in an interesting case which was brought to the Ragachavar, the, the renowned Ragachavar Rav. He was asked by a, a certain woman who was having a problem with her baby. She was nursing her baby, and the baby was nursing fine. But when it came Shabbos, on the Shabbos day, the baby refused to nurse. And she came to the Ragachavadarov and asked for his help. What can I do? The baby was in danger. The baby was not nursing on Shabbos, and it was becoming weak. The Ragachavar asked her, Perhaps you wear different clothing on Shabbos. Do you wear different clothing during the week as on Shabbos? And the woman answered, Why, of course, I actually do. During the week, she wore a cotton garment or a wool garment. But on Shabbos, she wore silk garments in honor of the Shabbos. The Ragachavar advised her, Wear your weekday clothes on Shabbos as well and see what happens. And as it happened, the baby went and nursed on Shabbos just as it did during the week. The fame of the Ragachavar spread throughout the city as people told each other about the tremendous miracle he had done for this woman and about the divine inspiration in solving her problem. However, the Ragachavar answered, Why, it's actually very simple. I don't see what the fuss is. Teisva says in the Talmud that even an animal reacts differently to people on Shabbos than it does during the week, according to at least one interpretation of the different clothing they wear. I therefore deduced from this principle that Teisvis gives that if even an animal can differentiates between people according to what they wear on Shabbos, certainly a baby although it might not have full knowledge, could also differentiate. So perhaps she should wear her weekday clothing. 
wisdom and understanding is necessary not only to reach a, a correct legal conclusion in the case, but sometimes even to execute the verdict. As the story is told of Rav Menachem Mendel, who was the Rav of the city of Linsk, who once was a judge involving a lawsuit between two people. After he had judged and concluded that one of the parties was responsible to pay the other party, the one who had to pay refused to obey the verdict and, and declined to give the money. At that point, Rabbi Nachman Mendel said, when I was made the rov of this town, he said, I brought with me a little box. You see this box? And he pointed to a small box on top of a cabinet. And he informed him that I have anger in this box. Normally I don't get angry. However, there comes a time when one must be angry for the sake of heaven. One has to be angry for a holy purpose. And when if this should ever happen, I climb up on a chair and I get to the box and take out a little bit of anger. Now I warn you, if I must get angry, I will climb up, take out some anger in the box, and this anger will affect you permanently, and you will be unable to escape the effects of this anger. So I am warning you now, will you abide by my judgment? At this point, the people were overcome with awe, and immediately agreed to obey the decision, and the party who was, who was determined to owe the money immediately paid the money to the other party in the case.